Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Good day, everyone. We are so honored and thrilled to have an amazing panel. Katie Clary of World Animal News, Peace for Animals, an amazing uh, activist, actress, journalist, philanthropist, many, many hats. Simone Reyes of Social Compassionate Legislation and also just an amazing activist and country singer. And Nikki Sharp of Wildlife SOS, an extraordinary group saving elephants in India. India has almost 60% of the world's remaining elephants and they are in crisis. Katie Clary, tell us why you wanted to talk today about India's elephants. Well, you know, uh, when I talked to Nikki Sharp and of course the Wildlife SOS team originally, um, and they approached me with this um, this idea of um, coming on board with Peace for Animals, joining Wildlife SOS to do the Refuse to Ride campaign, I said, you know, this is something that um, I'm very passionate about. Of course, endangered species is why I founded um, World Animal News, and, and elephants are one of the most endangered species on the planet and, and threatened as well with extinction. So, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, uh, what, what better foundation than Wildlife SOS to, um, you know, collaborate with? And I thought this is such an amazing cause, and, you know, we need to um, – we need to – to get this thing solved and we need to stop um, the epidemic of elephant riding throughout India and Thailand and around the world. Um, and also, you know, educate tourists. This is what it's about with the to ride campaign is to educate those who from the United States or from the UK or wherever around the world that are going to these countries to ride these elephants. And they think it's fine, which it's completely not. So, you know, I know Nikki can touch on, um, you know, what really happens to these animals uh, before they're ridden, which is uh, something that's a very hidden, hidden uh, industry that's, you know, of course, um, not readily available. Uh, you, can't, you can't really find too much on the internet because they're trying to hide it from uh, tourists. So. so Nikki Sharp of Wildlife SOS, tell us what happens to these elephants. And I have to make a confession. Almost 30 years ago, when I went to India with my mother, I was ignorant and we rode an elephant and we did it precisely because we love elephants. Oh, elephants, we love them. Let's ride them. I feel so shamed, ashamed of that decision, but I was ignorant. I think once tourists understand that elephants are tortured, their families are destroyed and they are beaten and they are broken spiritually, psychologically and physically in order for that to happen, they will stop riding them. If I had known that, I never would have. Again, that was almost 30 years ago and this is a living amends trying to work with wildlife, working with Wildlife SOS to make up for that horrific decision that day many years ago. Tell us what they do to them. Yes, Jane, the thing that you just mentioned is probably our biggest problem is a lot of people think I love elephants. I really want to love them. I really want to ride them. So they kind of put it on their bucket list. But for the people who love elephants, if they knew what was really happening to those elephants, I think they would change their mind. And that is why we are partnering with Peace for Animals for this particular education campaign. So the first thing to know about an elephant that you're riding 
especially in India, is almost all of them have come directly from the wild. So they have been poached. Now we're talking about an endangered species. So when you're talking about endangered species, every individual matters. So they're taking them from the wild and in order to make them ready to be ridden, they are severely brutalized. They are beaten, they're put into these crushes and sometimes six or seven people will beat them at a time. And this will go on for days until they are broken where they just don't fight back anymore. So you got to think about an animal that is 10,000 pounds. What does it take to bring them to their knees? And it is a lot of pain and fear. And a lot of them come out of there with broken bones, blindness, and crippled for the rest of their life. So after this process, they are then moved to whatever form of captivity they will live in. And so for this conversation, we're talking about the elephants that are used for riding. And so they are sent in India to a place called Jaipur for most of the riding needs. And we have over 100 elephants there. So when a tourist goes there to go for a ride, what they are getting on is an elephant that they see painted. And they'll be confused and they'll think that this elephant is loved, that it is um, revered that they'll think, oh, this is such a, a well-cared-for animal. But the animal that they're getting on has been beaten to bring them there. And then after that, their lives are just torture. Every day they walk on hot cement. They, a lot of times, um, they get really bad injuries on their feet that can lead to having their feet blow torched. They're chained. They're, you can see people carrying bull hooks with them to make sure that if they ever veer off what they want to do, uh, that they are poked and stabbed with these bull hooks. So these animals, they have just wounds all over their bodies. And a lot of times it's covered. They are covered and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's purposely covered so that the people riding them do not know exactly what they're paying to do. And, you know, we have our mascot, Little Rico, here because most Americans love animals. I think 67% of Americans have some animal in their home. And uh, so it's, it's really a terrible confusion of, oh, I see an elephant. I love an elephant. Let me go ride an elephant. Simone Ray is of social compassion and legislation. I know you and your organization with Judy Mancuso does such incredible work to pass bills. What is your take on this? that the tragic irony is precisely the people who love animals end up taking the ride that ensures that these animals will be tortured, broken, and abused. Well, as Katie said, this information of the beatings, the information of these animals are coming from the wild, which means their mothers are being killed. Their family members are being killed. These are small babies. We've all seen YouTube videos of the matriarch in, a, in an elephant society and what she will do, what lengths she will go to to save her family. So you don't just have the, the, the tragedy of taking a small baby away from her herd or his herd, but you have the blood of the family members around them. It's also really important, I think, to sort of, you know, say that tourists or even the well-meaning tourists that are taking these rides, it's being completely kept away from them and what they're doing because what you have is attractions that are suddenly, which is horrible, using the word rescue. 
oh, come hang with some rescued elephants and ride them or rehab facilities. And then you find out through whistleblowers or, you know, undercover investigations, which are very hard to do in places like India, that they're using these words to attract tourists who know how horrible it is, what's happening with elephants and think, oh, but this is a rehab facility. This is a, you know, a, a rescue and that's not even true many times. So you really have to do a lot of research and find out which are true rescues and which are just masquerading as rescues. Well, we know that Wildlife SOS is a real rescue. I had the honor and privilege of being the MC, along with Lori Allen, the amazing voiceover artist at your fundraiser in Los Angeles at the famed Soden House, where we raise money for your incredible organization and heard from your leaders about how you are establishing a hospital. Because a lot of times when you rescue these elephants, they're in such bad shape. And obviously they're very large animals and it's not easy to treat them. So you have created this ginormous hospital for them. So Katie, tell me a little bit about what was it about, um, this particular organization, Wildlife SOS, that that made you want to get involved, particularly with this group, which is so effective in India with the elephants. Well, that's exactly it, is that they're so effective. And, uh, you know, when I talked to Nikki, you know, originally about it, I just said, you know, we've been following you guys for years, which, which we have, we've covered them on world animal news, but I don't think we've ever actually officially met. I've never met Kartik and, you know, the founders. And so I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity because we've been covering a lot of these organizations that we're now starting partnerships with. I just feel now is the time, um, you know, there's, there's a tension on what's happening with elephants and also rhinos and, and it's not just in Africa. I mean, a lot of people do focus their uh, work work in Africa, and, and we do too on anti-poaching units that we've supported um, in, in Kenya and South Africa, as well as uh, Zimbabwe. But I think that there's um, also the bigger picture of what's happening in Thailand with the tourism and the Asian elephants, and of course, India. Um, so, so I think that there's a broader spectrum, and those animals in uh, the Asian elephants are more endangered than the African elephants. I mean, they're all endangered, but uh, the reality is, is if, if an elephant is going to go first, it's going to go in, in Asia. So I think that what we need to do is um, the education is critical and I think we need all hands on deck. I mean, we're, we're at a crossroads right now and I think that, um, and I know that uh, everyone here has a, a bit of a, a spiritual aspect to them, but for me, it, it was a calling. You know, the reason why I got into animal welfare when I was a child is, was a calling. I started rescuing animals and, and then kind of went on to then found Peace for Animals. But it was always about endangered species and knowing that we're literally in a race against extinction. If we don't do something now, uh, to educate, and, and that's the key, it's education. If we can't educate the children, then we can't educate the parents because really the children are the ones who educate the parents. I mean, you, you get a child to come on board and say, hey, mom and dad, did you see these videos of what, what's happening? These poor elephants are being beaten to death and just to ride one, you know, in India and when, we're, when people are going on vacation, especially now for New Year's, people are going to be going to Thailand, people are going to be going to India, they're going to be going around the world. We need to educate people that this is happening very underground, behind the scenes, so they stop contributing to the torture. And it's all about education. Now, I love the refuse to ride, refuse to ride campaign, because it really spells it out. If I had even seen that, I don't think they had hashtags 30 years ago, but if I had seen that (laughs) phrase, I would have thought to myself, okay, because uh, I honestly had no clue. Today, we're 30 years down. We've got 
a huge movements against, for example, the carriage horses in New York City. Uh, that's in the news today on Jane Unchained um, about how really um, the mayor of New York City promised a long time ago he was going to get rid of the carriage horses. They've been moved to Central Park. But what I mean is the idea of people taking rides on animals is now it's known that it's controversial. It's not like some secret. Uh, and so what we really need to do is just let people know if you love animals, don't ride them. If you love <laughs> elephants, don't ride them. If you love horses, don't get in a carriage horse and ride them. If you love donkeys, don't get on a donkey. Uh, and and you and you know your all your equipment and everything else, and and then ride up a, a steep hill with a donkey. This is a consciousness thing that we need to educate people that that is truly. Um, barbarism it's something of the past now nikki uh we can't get in for legal reasons to the companies that promote these we have to stay away from names today but there are travel agencies big ginormous ones that sort of include this as they try to seduce people into going to an exotic place like india take a tour and you're gonna get an elephant ride out of it along with yada 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 taj mahal so how are we dealing with those uh companies without mentioning the companies so it's a very good point jane about um that a lot of people who like go elephant riding they first their first um, contact is with the travel company who books everything for them so people have to know ahead of time when they're starting to look at uh, they're planning their trip who they should be working with that is uh, has humane uh, tourism practices. And that in itself can be a little bit challenging. So you need to know the right questions to ask. So when you start planning your trip and you start looking at your itinerary, if you start seeing things like elephant riding, you need to start asking questions. And a lot of these big tourism companies are starting to change their, um, they're starting to change their ways and they're starting to not take groups on these elephant rides or camel rides. And so this is only happening because of the outcry from people being more aware and being more careful about who they book their tours through. So it is people's pocketbook that will have the kind of change that we're looking for right now in terms of ending elephant rides. And Simone Reyes, we know that we've been involved with many, many campaigns to get companies to stop certain behaviors, uh, refuse to ride. It's a very simple term. It could be expanded from elephants to other animals. Refuse to swim with the dolphins, for Absolutely. example. I mean, that's yeah. another horror show. Uh, and obviously, there was the incredible documentary, Blackfish, that outlined the horrors of aquariums, uh, abusement parks and uh, places where you swim with these dolphins who unfortunately for them kind of have a smile on their face permanently so people think they're having a good time when they've been ripped from their families so it's it's across species but we're focusing on elephants uh, in India specifically because almost 60% of all the elephants still on this planet and we are exterminating animals in the wild at an alarming rate in fact uh, the studies show that if we continue at our rate, uh, we will have virtually no wild animals left by 2026. That's in seven short years. And the primary cause of that is animal agriculture. 37% uh, of the usable land on the planet is used for cattle grazing, which means 
that you've got to chop down the trees for them. They're not grazing in forests. They're grazing in open pasture. And that has destroyed all the forests and therefore the habitats of animals who live in those forests. So where are the orangutans and the rhinos and all these other animals going to go? The giraffes. The, you know, I just read yesterday koalas, koalas are uh, essentially on the verge of extinction in mm -hmm. Australia. Um, it's it's what we as a, we are the invasive species at this point. But Simone, what what can we do with getting this refuse to ride campaign targeted to these big tourism companies? Not naming names, but the big tourism companies that promote, hey, you're going to get an elephant tour out of this. Our absolutely most effective, in my opinion, um, piece, uh, arsenal, in our arsenal, is social media. The reason why I believe veganism, the animal rights movement, the animal protection movement is making leaps and bounds is because 20 years ago, we didn't have social media. We literally had to get the videos taken by, you know, Farm Sanctuary, PETA, all these organizations. I remember going to uh, animal rights meetings back in New York, and there were these grainy videos, and people would get together on phone trees and watch them so that we could spread the word by mouth, one by one in the street. Those days are over, thankfully. We are now seeing these incredible strides because of social media. Now, younger generations are getting all of their news from social media, which is fantastic for the animals because we have now taken away mainstream media and said, you know, if you're not going to show what really goes on behind closed doors, that's okay because the activists will and we can reach all of these these organizations, we can reach all these companies, and we can take their PR and we can either make them heroes or make them the devil. And that's all in our hands. So listen, we are very dangerous to these large organizations, well, to these large companies that are abusing animals because what we can do is we can cripple them. And we've seen it happen with SeaWorld. SeaWorld is on its knees. And that's because of Blackfish and because of people getting it about what it means to swim with a dolphin, what it means to go to these abusement parks. And suddenly everybody says, well, not me, I'm not gonna do it. And now we have SeaWorld literally with our knee in their neck. So please continue to hashtag about not riding with elephants and continue to speak to everybody that you know, go live all the time. That's what Jane always says, go live all the time. If you're walking by a statue of an elephant in the street on your lunch hour, be like, you know what, I'm gonna go live right now and tell everybody that I know what is happening in India, what is happening in Thailand, what is even happening here in the United States where animal abuse is still running rampant. So you I think- love them, don't ride them. Refuse don't ride. to ride. There needs to be like a national campaign. And, you know, we're going to go to a break here just on Voice America Radio. We always want to give a shout out to our executive producer, Tacey Trump and A-Rod and all the folks in the control room at Voice America Radio who allow us to get these important uh, stories out there. It's not being covered on mainstream television and mainstream radio. So thank you, Voice America Radio. We're going to take a short break. We're going to stay live on Facebook, though. Uh, we'll be right back. Be 
sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel the voice america talk radio network is on instagram make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows live events and around the network we want to see what you have to share as well check us out on instagram at voice america talk radio we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, we're having an incredible discussion about elephants, saving elephants from extinction, from abuse, from neglect, from all sorts of horrors. By simply refusing to ride them. We've got a caller, Lisa Carlin from Thousand Oaks, California. What's your question or thought, Lisa? Well, I just want to say congratulations to uh, Peace for Animals and, um, and uh, Wildlife SOS because putting the, the synergy between these two organizations is going to be beyond our expectations because these are two amazing organizations. I've been following Wildlife SOS for a few years now. I had the pleasure of meeting Gita and Kartik at several events, and I've learned about the incredible work that they do in building a hospital, the only one of its kind in India, to treat these injured animals. So I've learned so much. And when I heard uh, yesterday that Peace for Animals and Katie it's just brilliant. The, 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 the synergy between the two is going to be amazing. And I just want to say thank you so much for combining your efforts because I think this is going to be amazing. And I love what Simone had to say about using social media uh, to, to really bring this forth. So let's everybody please use the hashtag uh, refuse to the number two ride and let's spread this message. Um, I know that Wildlife SOS has done incredible work uh, with the dancing bears in India. So they have a huge track record of saving so many species, so many endangered wild animals. So when you're working with people who are uh, experienced and have a history of success, I know this is going to be a successful campaign. So I just want to say congratulations. And as my tribe says, mazel tov. <laughs> Hey, thank you, Lisa Carlin. <laughs> yes, everything she said was absolutely on target. And of course, she was at the gala where the head of Wildlife SOS explained 
this extraordinary development of a hospital in India. It's ginormous for um, the uh, elephants. And you can go to wildlifesos.org. We're going to put that right now on the comment section, wildlifesos.org. You can donate. Obviously, nothing is happening uh, by uh, magic. It requires funding. You can help fund the organization. I know everybody here on this call has donated uh, because you're effective and you had the proof. Now, speaking of social media, um, again, I was saying that there's a handful of travel agencies and you know who they are. We don't need to mention them and uh, that, that, that encourage this. So in terms of, I love the hashtag refuse to ride. Um, there could be a very simple campaign and actually at the gala, I suggested it because I, I talked about my own experience of being ignorant 20 some eight years ago when I went to India with my mother and we rode the elephant and now I'm ashamed, uh, but I didn't know. So I thought you start with the, this could be done in a one minute Instagram. It could be done in a 30 second and it could also be done in a meme. But, but it needs to be edited and it needs to be produced of somebody on a, an elephant, ha ha, happy, happy, and then boom. That's, that's what, you, you know, you think they're happy, but here's what happens. Boom, the ripping away from the wild, the torture, the beating. I've seen the videos. They're the stuff yeah. of nightmares. They spread them out like this and they uh -huh. beat them. It's, it's the stuff of nightmares. You don't even understand how human beings can be this cruel. Then you say, now you know refuse to ride now you know because people psychologically when they want to do something they want to stay in willful ignorance they want to say oh i didn't know we see that with factory farming people want to tell themselves fantasies about how the animals that they're eating uh, had happy lives and even at slaughterhouses they paint pictures of happy animals grazing in the fields when they've all come from warehouses where they've never seen the light of day and they're kept in crates and they're tortured from birth to death. So uh, people want to remain in denial, plausible deniability. So I think the campaign could be very simple. I suggested it back in October, a video, you could do a 30 second version, you do a one minute version for Instagram, you do a uh, slightly longer version for Instagram TV, you do a meme, and it's like, now you know, then hashtag refuse to ride. Because then it's, we're calling people out. And we're saying, if you know, if you've seen this video, you know better. And so we just launched actually, um, you know, last week, actually, uh, end of last week, did a big press release. And, and there is a video similar to what you're, what you're talking about. We can definitely re-edit something and actually have it a little bit more concise to a 50, uh, 15 second, 30 second for Instagram, you know, something like that. Um, that really just gets people's attention. This really got a lot of people's attention. This was uh, the one that we chose. I know that you sent us three um, uh, Nikki, we chose the one that showed the abuse and that, and that was the one that sadly got the most um, views, but the education needs to be there. And I think that that was, um, that was good to raise awareness. I mean, we need, we need to show people the reality of what's happening to these animals. We can't hide it. Um, our job, Jane, as you know, Simone, Nikki is to bring darkness to light. And uh, there's a lot of darkness in this world. And 
um, I know that we won't stop until um, these animals are saved. So we need help. We need people to join us and we need everybody, all hands on deck. We need everybody to, whether you're traveling to India or Thailand or wherever you're going to go for vacation this year or next, we need videos to expose the truth of what's happening. So I, like you said, Simone, I encourage people to start taking live videos, posting them on the internet, exposing the truth, because the more the truth is exposed, the more we can end the darkness. Now, let me ask you, uh, where is this video that you've produced so we can put it right now, the link on our uh, conversation right now? It's on World Animal News. Uh, and I think, did you okay. guys post it as well? Uh, I can I send it to you. Yes. Yeah, well, we're going to post it uh, as soon as we get yeah. it. And uh, Sarah Siegel, who's moderating yeah. this uh, conversation today, if you go to uh, World Animal News, there's a link there. And uh, Wildlife SOS right. has a link there. And if you want to help stop the torture, abuse, and killing of elephants, you can go to wildlifesos.org and donate. Uh, this organization takes every single penny and turns it into a miracle. And you can't say that of a lot of other organizations where there's overhead and there's all sorts of things. No, everybody's operating from their heart. Now, uh, when I was in uh, at the gala, uh, somebody, maybe it was you, Nikki, told me about this terrible development where somebody went to court to say that, and this is the madness of our world, that elephants prefer to be in chains. We want to get to that in a second, but we've got a caller first. Paige from Westlake Village. Paige, what's your question or thought, Paige? Good morning. You know, I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of people, I'm a mother, and it has been my dream to go to Africa, just like what you were saying, Jane, earlier, to go and, and spend time with the animals. And I really feel like that cognitive dissonance is so it's just so present when it comes to wild animals. We're told that we can go, like you said, on these safaris and so forth. So along with the media, which I have seen that video, it's incredible, World Animal News, the one I actually posted it today because I was so struck by it. And I feel like we need to reach out to these families and the babies, and that's what really hit me. And have families realize that, that, that the connection so, you know, I, I think it's one thing to go with the tourists, but I think it's really important to go with the families. Like Katie was saying earlier about the babies, the children, and, you know, as we're seeing this movement of animal rights, you know, Greta Thunberg with the environment, we maybe pull that in to, uh, you know, the connection with the environment. And then, uh, you know, someone like Genesis Butler here in the United States, who's now a Marvel superhero, who's, um, you know, at cause for animals um, and bringing that forward in a superhero comic by Marvel. So, but I wanted, I guess my question would be, how do we reach people who are not making that connection? How, how do we then you know, make that connection for them or show them? Well, I think you raise a very good point. And I want to say that there can be multiple campaigns. If you, if you're don't, don't let your family destroy another family. There are people who go to India as families, uh, uh, and uh, sometimes they take very uh, high-level tours. There's some very fancy schmancy uh, sort of exclusive tours that are very expensive. And I actually, when I was in India, I saw some of the tour groups going by, and I was like, "Wow, that that's uh, quite a that's quite a tour." Uh, but um, uh, we could say, you know, another campaign could be, uh, you love your family, don't break up another family. 
Uh, I like what I like about refuse to ride is very simple. You know, you love elephants, don't ride them. Now you know, refuse to ride. And uh, we're definitely going to put up that video uh, and uh, promote it as well. Uh, here it is, World Animal News. We've got it in the comment section. So um, that is, that's wonderful. Uh, but you can do an, a number of campaigns targeted at different groups. Let's say there is a... Um, a travel agency that focuses on, I think we need to hit the travel agencies because if it's not promoted as part of a tour, then it won't be on the tour and then people will do something else. When I went to India, I had fascinating experiences. Yes, I went to the Taj Mahal. Yes, I went to Kajarahu, uh, the erotic temples of Kajarahu, which is a mind blower. I went to the Ganges and I saw, you know, the funeral pyres. There's plenty to do in India without riding an elephant. Um, it's one of the most extraordinary countries in the world, filled with history, filled with marvels. Uh, we don't need to ride elephants to have a good time. They can eliminate it like that. So uh, let me ask you, uh, Simone, do you have thoughts on, on how we can get to those? Like, are we talking about boycotts? Are we talking about change.org petitions, what do you suggest? I mean, my favorite, you know, way is just to, uh, to go on social media to target these individual companies and to call them out. Um, I also like the idea, you know, of what you were saying, Jane, that had you known, you know, you never would have done this. And I think that there's a lot of people just like you that are starting to wake up and maybe five years ago, maybe 10 years ago, maybe last year, they brought video footage back. I mean, certainly when you go on vacation, you, you know, you document the entire, every meal, you know, everything that you do. And now isn't this a great way for them to kind of redeem themselves, a great way for them to kind of change the energy around their trip? Because I'm sure just like you, there's tons of people who feel really badly about what they did. And they're ashamed of those videos. But instead of being ashamed of them and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to put that on social media again. I'm not going to show my friends and family. We should encourage them. Yes, get those videos out from storage. Get those videos from your phone. Put them on social media and say, again, I did not know. Now that I know, I have shame, and I'm going to take that shame, and I'm going to turn it around and help save other babies that are being ripped away from their families, other mothers that are being killed, that are trying to save their babies. When people see these videos now, and they literally hear the screams of these babies, and they see how these handlers and these quote-unquote trainers are using the bull hooks and using the bats and using these horrific, um, you know, methods of torture. It almost seems like they're on some kind of an autopilot. It almost seems like they couldn't possibly be human. Who could ever inflict this kind of torture on an innocent animal? It seems insane. So those are the images that we need to get out there through World Animal News and, of course, all the work that Wildlife SOS is doing because people can't believe it. Like you said, it is of people's nightmares, and it's happening right now. Katie, uh, Nikki, uh, you know, we were talking about some court ruling. Uh, tell us briefly about that. Where does it stand? Uh, stupidest court ruling on the planet sorry if i i'll say that yeah. put it on me yeah. but um also what about the indian government i mean if if they'd like to preserve 
a species that's iconic, that's associated so strongly with India. Why are they uh, allowing this decimation of this majestic creature to continue? Couldn't they stop it? I mean, I'm reading here on World Animal News, 20% of the elephants in Jaipur are blind. I mean, one simple law, no blind elephants. They all have to be retired to sanctuary. There's 20% gone to a, to a better place. Why can't India's government, and what about this horrific court ruling? Well, there's a few questions in there, and I'll start with the court ruling. So uh, there's only right now two organizations that have been taking in rescued elephants. That is Wildlife SOS, us, and another one called WRRC. And they have three rescued elephants. And basically, um, every time we rescue an elephant, there's usually a major battle that takes place. I mean, sometimes we're fighting mobs. And even with lots of police escort and force department escort, it can be a very dangerous situation. So an elephant rescue, first of all, in India is a very, very dangerous and complicated event. So this one um, uh, group in India had rescued three very badly abused elephants and they had been in their care for a few years. And basically what happened is there's uh, several groups who are opposed to organizations like us rescuing elephants. They believe that these elephants belong in places like temples and that they belong, um, you know, taking tours up for rides, that they feel that we are separating them from those who love them, which is completely deranged. And basically what happened with this lawsuit is it was based on some um, list of allegations, all of which were untrue. But one of the ones that was most concerning to us is that one of the allegations was that that if you have elephants in a rescue center that are living chain free and that are not um, being tied up, that you are starving those elephants. So, those, so there's no possible way to humanely care for elephants and keep them in a chain-free environment. So this is one of the reasons why these elephants then were confiscated. They were beaten onto trucks and they were hauled away from this rescue center. Oh so this is a very, very um, concerning uh, turn of events. And the fact that there was an, uh, an actual uh, court ruling where this event led to has, of course, a lot of us very, very concerned because we have over 30 rescued elephants and we're taking in more all the time. And we don't want to have to rescue elephants. I mean, we would prefer that there were no elephants that needed to be rescued. I mean, having a hospital is wonderful, but we wish we didn't need a hospital. So right now, this whole situation with the uh, elephants that have been taken away from this one center, we are, um, you know, we will support this agency, but we have to go to court or they will have to go to court to fight. I'm seeing to get them a back. video up right now of the yeah. elephants. Yeah, this here is a, a video that is at Amher Fort. So you have right here over 100 elephants at this fort. And as you're reading the statistics, a good percentage of them are blind. So they're right now on a cliff and they can't really see where they're going, a lot of these elephants. A lot of these elephants are over 50 years old. And basically what's happening with these elephants is all of them, all of them are, are carrying uh, tourists exceeding a weight limit, 
they're walking on hot pavement and these elephants are all in a, in a, in a real critical situation. And um, for an elephant, having bad feet is a death sentence. So by the fact that 100% of these elephants have bad feet, we're basically setting 100% of these elephants up for death sentences. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just, you know, and Jane, each one of these elephants came from the wild. They were trapped in the wild and brought there for that purpose, which is as we're trying to protect an endangered species and we're trying to pre pretend that prevent them having brutality, what they're going through is just unforgivable. I, I see Katie Clary, you know, I can easily work with you to take all your incredible, um, videos and memes and put them up on Jane Unchained as well. And I'm sure Donnie Moss of their turn and um, plant-based news and the Dodo. And we've got to get, we have to have a media association of media um, animal groups. Just mentioned some of the key and then decide we're going to do one campaign. Boom. And I'm sure I'm there are really a half a dozen. There are just a half a dozen travel agencies. If we hit them, that we could literally wipe this out. We talked to one of the major ones, uh, and this was last year. And, um, and, and actually, we did, Simone, what you, what you suggested was, um, do you remember there was a, um, a beluga whale, I guess, in, in, and then also in, somewhere in China, like one of these... Um, they're kind of like a indoor zoos, but it's it's actually like in a, in a mall. Do you remember that? And it was mm -hmm. um it was a beluga whale, and then there was a uh, polar bear, and all. And I was like, where in China is this? I'm sure you guys remember this. I, I believe the place is shut down now. Um, but anyways, so we um, really went after one of the major travel agencies for promoting this place, and they were really upset that we got everybody. I mean, we shut down their phone lines. It was crazy. And then um, I got a call from them and they said, you know, please let us know before you, you oust us on social media. And I said, mm -hmm. well, you know what? You shouldn't be promoting this in the first place. This is ridiculous. I mean, these animals are in a mall in China, a, a polar bear. I mean, this is insane. So anyways, they said they were going to then phase out or end their promotion of these um, attractions. And so I, there is, it's a pretty big, uh, a major tour company. So I think, um, you know, there's two approaches. <laughs> we either go, you know, the social media route like we did um, and we really caused a, a big stink or, you know, like you said, Jane, we just contact contact them directly. Um, but if they don't, they won't have a conversation with us. Then we got to go with the social media route. Listen, it happens all the time. There are major fur uh, purveyors who were politely contacted for years and shown videos of the horrors of fur. And only when after years of politely asking, they were embarrassed uh, in a public venue um, by a disruption, did they agree? So always follow the money when you see animal exploitation. And sometimes you have to shame companies and individuals. It's a sad fact. Uh, so we, I think that organizations always start out asking nicely and always offer the evidence and say, here, here's the right thing to do. And then after a couple of those, when they're ignored, then you go to the next level because, mm -hmm. um, you know, First of all, everything we do is nonviolent, 100% nonviolent. But confrontation, whether it's done by Martin Luther King Jr. or Gandhi or um, any of the other heroes that engage in you know, nonviolent confrontation, 
you have to shake people up. They're not going to automatically, companies that are based on making money are not automatically going to do the right thing. They're going to do it when either it stops making the money or it gets pressured. So um, I, I do feel that they're not mutually exclusive. You know, you reach out to them, but you also do a, a campaign. And uh, I, I just think that everybody in America needs to see this um, these videos. They need to see this one-minute video that's, that basically says, this is the reality. Here's your fantasy. Here's the reality. It's horrific. Now you know. Refuse to ride. Boom. And- Here's a great example. With Trader Joe's and, and the first documentary to give me shelter, um, in the trailer we had uh, undercover footage of Trader Joe's and the fact that they were selling, um, I believe it was unsustainable palm oil in their peanut butter. And they and I approached them nicely, and they they didn't they totally ignored everything they were saying with all the orangutans being beaten as a result of the palm oil industry, the whole thing. And um, and so we put them in the trailer. And uh, the next day I went to Trader Joe's and there wasn't any peanut peanut butter with palm oil in it. And they took out to this day that they have no peanut butter that contains palm oil, but that's just one product. So I, I, like you said, I believe public pressure, you know, putting it in the media, putting in documentaries, it does help. So the more we can do that, the more, you know, these animals will win. Wow. Well, and uh, you know, any company we mentioned is invited on any time to uh, dialogue with us, respond. Uh, yeah, this is extraordinary. We are wrapping up. We are almost done for today, but we are not done because this is, the beginning uh, of an extraordinary movement. This organization, if you do nothing else, go to wildlifesos.org, and I'll write it right here. Uh, so it's on share. First of all, share this video because you're going to see, you're going to share it with your friends and family members and colleagues who may be planning a trip to India. Again, it's the holiday season. This is when most of the travel happens either during the holidays or during the summer holidays or the winter holidays. And especially during the winter holidays, people go to warm climes, which means the trips to India are happening now. And we want to make sure people don't book. So share this video that you're watching here. Go to Wildlife SOS and donate. And then also go to World Animal News and check out the story. It's right there on their homepage and share the video out. So there's many things we can do. Uh, There's also a petition that I see that you have here. And uh, so there's petitions on Wildlife SOS and World Animal News that you can sign. Um, We have to, we just have to stop this. You know, we are not a monumentally stupid species, or are we? If we destroy all the wildlife in India, India is not going to be a place that anybody wants to go. You know, it's like that old song, we, we paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Um, it's in the interest of the Indian government to make the life better for Indian elephants. What final question, what are you doing? We're just about out of time. Can you tell us briefly, what are you doing to save India's elephants in terms of dealing with the Indian government itself, Nikki? Well, the Indian government is working very closely with Wildlife SOS, especially with um, protecting some of the wild elephant herds. So uh, with protecting 
elephants, we're looking at two different things that we need to do. We need to, first of all, address this refuse to ride, the things that we're doing to contribute to the problem as Westerners going to India. At the same time, we need to do a better job at protecting their wild places, their habitat. I mean, a lot of these elephants are becoming refugees. They're being taken, they're being forced out of where they they usually had for centuries, had migratory um, paths that they that they followed and now they're being pushed out of these areas so where are they to go so we are definitely working very very closely with the government to have programs and campaigns to protect them in the wild because that's really where we want them to be safe yes uh but i i do feel that we also have to give the indian government to get these animals off the streets and yes. what is happening in that regard? And is there an appeal of this horrific uh, court ruling that says they have to be in shackles? Yeah, there's there's a there's an appeal going. There's a lot. What's happening in India, though, is there's just a lot of loopholes. We could not rescue one elephant if it was not for the Indian government um, working with us to rescue those elephants. So we do have a lot of good relationships with the government, but we need to work with them to close some of these loopholes that are in the Indian legislation that allows for them to be kept in these manners. So that's really where the next fight needs to happen is really at the Supreme Court level in India. Wow. Do you have attorneys that are working? Yes. On that? Yes, yes wow. we do. Wow. Well, I mean, we have to as a species have a breakthrough. All these things are, you know, when I go to Europe, I was in Prague and I went to a uh, a medieval torture museum. Mm-hmm. And you know, they would take people and they'd put them on the rack until they snapped. This is essentially what they do to these elephants. They pull them apart. Uh, Simone, when are we going to evolve as a species or are we going to go extinct because of our cruelty and our willful denial? Well, I think, um, unfortunately, there are some days when, when we believe that there's no hope, right? We just say, you know, the amount of animals that are going extinct at the rate that they're going extinct, the way that climate change has put us in a crisis that many, even our government often uh, denies, you know, it does feel hopeless sometimes, but at the end of the day, power to the people, we have more power than I think we know. And when it comes to elephants, you know, if you look at some of the largest um, agencies have stopped tiger encounters and swim with dolphin programs and even riding elephants. So we have to just keep our eye on the prize. Every moment that we have fight for animals, use social media, do not turn your backs on the animals. We are literally all they have. And the other thing I'd like to say is what motivates people? They want to be cool. They want to be in with the in crowd. One of the things that I think is happening with animal abuse, fur, and other um, animal tortures is that it's very apparent that the millennials and the Gen Zers don't think it's cool. And so... One of the other ways that I think we could really stop the elephant rise is by saying, not cool, not cool. Um, I, I think the millennials are almost, Katie, much more instinctively and culturally aware that it's not cool. And they probably wouldn't want to do it to begin with. So I think the question is, um, are the elephants going to die out before the sort of self-indulgent boomers die out? I really have hope and faith um, that, you know, there's enough of us around the world that are waking up 
to our mission and why we're here. And I think that, um, you know, we just have to continue to uh, direct these campaigns towards uh, the Gen X and the younger generations. Um, Bella Lack was actually one of our, our writers and she's this amazing young British activist. Um, she's about like 15 years old and she's an incredible writer. And, and to her generation, I mean, she's, she's the next Jane Goodall to her generation. Um, we need more leaders. We need more young leaders. We need more young people to speak out, um, you know, whether it's in schools, whether it's, I mean, you know, even, even these young entertainers, you know, they have so much influence. Mm-hmm. If we can get these young entertainers, you know, watching the American Music Awards last night, um, just one of those people that has, you know, 50 million, 100 million followers, that could change the direction of the way a species is going right now. Even the vaquita, the, there's 10, less than 10 vaquitas left in the Sea of Cortez right now. They're going extinct because of the illegal trafficking of the Totuaba bladder to China. 10 left. If one of those celebrities spoke out, that could change the direction of the extinction of the species. So that's what we need to direct these campaigns of the younger generation. And I have hope and I have faith in God that, that things will turn around. And we are turning things around. I have another idea. You know, Bollywood is super hot. And uh, we've only got a couple of minutes here, but let's brainstorm till the very end. Uh, you know, Bollywood is, everybody loves Bollywood. Everybody loves <laughs> Bollywood. You do a flash mob, right, of a dance and then stop. And then you could put that image without actually exploiting an elephant of somebody riding an elephant and then go, eh, eh, ooh, not cool. Refuse to ride. In other words, turn the culture on its head. And uh, it's like smoking. You know, smoking, what they did when they killed the, the, the real ubiquitous acceptance of smoking, they had the woman smoking out of the hole in her neck. Remember that? That famous ad? And it mm-hmm. said, smoking is very glamorous. And it showed a gnarled woman with a hole in her neck smoking, and the smoke was coming out of her neck. And um, it was so unglamorous. It was so gross. It was so disgusting that you didn't want to be associated with it. It's not cool. It's the same thing. We need to make elephant rides not cool. And I do feel that uh, short videos on social media that could really be spread is is a great way to start. So um, there's a whole bunch of ideas. I love the now you know, refuse to ride, now you know, or just not cool, not cool. You know, uh, if you love them, don't ride them. Not cool. These are great little taglines that get into the culture. And then what happens a lot of times is that the companies see that and they go, oh, we want to be cool. We don't want to be not cool. So let's just get rid of those elephant rides. I mean, that's a really uh, another way to approach this. So um, we're, we're pretty much out of time. I want to thank everybody. Katie Clary, amazing work. World Animal News, check it out. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing news organization, and you do such incredible work. Simone Reyes, uh, wow, you are absolutely amazing. And we're going to hop over to Simone. Say hi so that the uh, camera goes to you. And uh, there we go. Uh, we'll keep it on the four. And Nikki, uh with wildlifesos.org. Please visit the website. Get involved. These animals cannot help themselves, but together we can do it. Join our team, okay? Um, uh, We're we're delighted to uh, work. The thing about 
the the animal vegan compassionate news agencies we don't compete we work with each other because we're all aiming for the same thing not to scoop the other person but to end animal suffering so thank you very much ladies i so appreciate it and thank you at home for watching um we'll see you soon Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.